This is Gresh and Fourier. To time. Wow, he missed them both. Rebound Barrett. Rebound Barrett. Timeout taken. 5.7 with a foul on the play. Look at Randall just Once smiling by us. Andy Gresh. Jalen is a guy who can kind of get down on himself, particularly after missing the free throws. Is that, do you have a conversation with him? I love you, Jalen. Anything more than that and anything going forward? I love you, Jalen, and I believe in you. Christian Fourier. Five seconds to go. Pasternak saved by Vasilevsky. And Tampa Bay has equaled a club record with its 11th consecutive home win. The Bruins lose for the sixth time this season. Gresh and Fourier right now. My understanding is Joe Judge is going to be on the 2023 staff in a different role. He's not going to be coaching the quarterback, but he does have a role carved out. Matt Patricia's status, I think, is a little bit more up in the air here. I don't think you'll see him in Vegas over the next few days. Can I just ask you, do we know what role Joe Judge will be in? Uh, TBD. I have an idea of where that might shake out, but nothing's final yet. On WEEI. All right, let's get into championship weekend. It's the one thing that Fourier and I, I have to say I'm very proud of us. How so? Because I'm sure most people would think, oh, they'd be talking about these championship games all week and stuff like that. You and I, we've been about the Celtics, we've been about the Bruins. Of course, the Celtics lose to the Knicks last night over at the Garden. They will take on the Lakers on Saturday. And, of course, the Bruins, 3-2 losers in Tampa. They will take on Florida on Saturday. And then I do believe it is Carolina on Sunday, then Toronto, and then it is off into the uh, the All-Star break and the All-Star weekend. We will give you our championship game picks coming up at uh, one thirty-five. So that is, trying to do quick math here, under a half an hour from now, we'll give you picks. We'll give you a couple of props. I know there's one that Fourier likes as well. Yep. Uh, but let's start in the AFC because we know that Patrick Mahomes is uh, dinged up. The the high ankle sprain uh, didn't look good moving around uh, towards the end of that divisional round game. But it is a rematch of the AFC championship game from last year. Cincinnati goes rolling into town. And I know since he's on a heater, they have performed, you know, they started the way I thought they would, and I thought they would be average and maybe miss the playoffs this year. Nope, they figured it out. They protected well. But they got to go in and deal with a team that has kind of been there, done that. And for maybe the rare time, minus Tom Brady and New England Fourier, Kansas City looking for revenge in a situation like this where normally they're the overwhelming favorites and would have beaten the team coming into Arrowhead. Yeah, just doing some, you know, looking at these two games. You know, I talk about Cincinnati being on a heater. They've won the last 10 games and offensively and defensively over those, over the course of those 10 games, the offense is averaging 28.3 points on offense <clears throat> and the defense, uh, 18.5, uh, points allowed, uh, during that 10 game stretch. So, so really the biggest question marks for me, and I'll start with the Chiefs, okay, would be, uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, cannot uh, have enough jazz baths to uh, fix his ankle. So he's going to have to be medically, you know, assisted. And that means Tordal. That means Vicodin. That's just what it is, folks. That's just what it is. Like, there's no way you're playing on that ankle unless you are taking a lot of hardcore anti-inflammatories. That's it. So he won't feel a damn thing. So will he throw flat-footed? Of course. Will he kind of avoid uh, the rush? He does. The thing with this guy, I would say... Blitz the crap out of him. 
like blitzed the crap out of him. This is the guy where, uh, no, initially that's what I would say. Okay. Initially they blitzed him, right? So even last week, Jacksonville blitzed him more than the average of the year. It's about 25% blitz uh, against Patrick Mahomes. They did it around 33%. The thing is, like, he's one of the best at overcoming the blitz. You blitz him, you pay. Yep. It's like Brady a lot of ways. Exactly. And a lot of same people, thing I was thinking about. And a lot of people think it is just talent. No, that's brain. That's seeing it. Yeah. Like how do you beat the blitz? Be in front of it. Yeah. And but but since he had Cincinnati had success against him the last two times they played sacking him. Out of all the teams that they've played, they uh, the last two times they played the championship game and the, and the regular season game this year Almost like six or seven sacks. I can't remember what the real number was, like five and two or something like that. But they got after him. They got him on the ground. Um, and Hubbard was one of the main guys, their defensive end. And uh, Hendrickson, the other guy, Erickson, the other guy on the other side. So I, I, am, I think they're going to have success doing it. I think Cincinnati knows how to stop them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, listen, you're not going to totally stop them. But I think, uh, you know, those circumstances, those situations, I feel like they feel pretty comfortable containing him. That's how I'll put that against yeah, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I'm not, Mahomes. you know, one of the big misnomers out there is that Mahomes is a running quarterback. He's not a running quarterback. He's a move-in-the-pocket quarterback. It's a by-time guy. And then he will run if he needs to. And that's where some of the big plays, like, you know, late in the fourth quarter, and we saw with Josh Allen last year at Arrowhead in that divisional round, start to run around a little bit. Like, I'll make the play I need to make. But on the whole, Patrick Mahomes, it's like what Andy Reid did with Donovan McNabb. I'm going to put you in the pocket. You're going to learn to stay in the pocket. And then you'll run if you need to. But it's really about moving around in the pocket, keeping plays alive, all that kind of stuff. That's why I wonder about Cincinnati's ability to blitz him, but also for them to be able to deal with some of those quick twitch guys that he might get the ball out to, meaning Mahomes. Like, Isaiah Pacheco has become a real weapon for Kansas City right now. We know they've got a whole bunch of different uh, wide receivers, but they've got guys who can kind of hit you quick. And to me, like, that's what I wonder. Are you willing to blitz Mahomes thinking you're going to get home? Because there are some guys on that Cincinnati secondary. Like, Eli Apple is a great trash talker. I don't think he can play where they damn. And that's a guy I'd be like, if you're Mahomes, it's like, remember it'd always be, oh, who's Jonathan Jones got in the slot? Go find that guy. That's me. I'd be like, dude, find where Eli Apple is and go attack that guy. So that is fascinating when you think about it. There's also the Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes kind of matchup between the two. So, a little trivia. Billy, Terp, feel free to jump in. Ooh. Oh, where's the, the music? The last time two quarterbacks started consecutive championship games against each other before either reached their 28th birthday. Do you know these quarterbacks? And I'll give you an era from the mid-80s. Oh, God. I I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going to go something to do with Brady and uh, Manning. All right, so mid-80s. So, again, I may read it again. The last time two quarterbacks started consecutive championship games against each other before either had reached their 28th birthday. Give me the two names. I'm going to go um, Dan Marino. And then I'm going to go. Um, G- it's not John Elway. It's Dan Marino and it's uh, Jim, Jim Kelly. Kelly. <clears throat> Dan Marino, Jim Kelly. No. no. Is it AFC or NFC? It is AFC. 
Okay, so Dan Marino, John Elway. And? Okay, John, that was my other guess. John Elway and who else was good? Dan Marino? Oh, uh, nope. No? Damn it. Your year was 86, 87. Uh, damn. I, you got me on this one. John Elway. Billy, you want to take a stab? Nah, I got nothing. All right. Terp, do you even know 1986? That was before my time. There we go. John Elway guided the Broncos over... Bernie Kosar. Bernie Kosar. Ah, back-to-back I birds. I knew it. I can't I'm like, believe it. I just, I, just, I just like, wait uh, a second. Yeah, I couldn't yes, have thought that was a layup is. because I of that. I thought it was. It was one of, those guys, one of those guys in that era, you know, and I forgot that there's... And I just saw this old, like, video of uh, Bernie Kosar, like Cleveland Browns versus the Denver Broncos and the whole, like... You know the whole fumble at the one oh, yard line yeah. deal. That yep. whole that whole clip that you see Kevin every single Mack. yeah yeah Kevin Mack, huge man. Just why didn't you just put two hands on it? But yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Pretty um, good. No, this this game is uh man, this is like the new rivalry. This well, is like the big anticipation. Like you thought it was going to be Josh Allen and uh you know uh, Patrick Mahomes. Well, what's interesting, and and we'll leave this as the cliffhanger, get to Billy, and then come back and continue to break down these games, and we'll get into the NFC side as well. There are those who do think that Joe Burrow might be the next coming of Tom Brady. However, let me give you a little cautionary nugget. Burrow is expected to become the first quarterback selected overall to start two championship games in his first three NFL seasons, but it's the next one. Burrow can also join Russell Wilson as one of two quarterbacks ever to win six postseason games in his first three NFL seasons. So one point in time, Foyer, the reason I bring it up is maybe people were looking at Russell Wilson and saying, wow, that guy's like Tom Brady. We know what's happened since. So just because Joe Burrow's off to the hot start, Russell Wilson did the same thing. And Tom Brady was the only survivor. We'll continue. Watch us. Love us. Just follow WEEI on Twitch. Rish and Fourier on WEEI. AFC NFC Championship games coming up on Sunday, 3 and 6.30 respectively. And then you'll uh, be able to talk to me Sunday night here on the Gress Show on CBS Sports Ooh. Radio. You'll be hearing on WEEI right after those uh, championship games. Get it in while you can. Uh, yeah, right, exactly. Uh, so in the NFC Championship game, the two quarterbacks are under 25. It's the first championship game of two quarterbacks under 25 years old. And we mentioned the real heavyweight fight between Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. Foyer, let me throw a little legacy thing at you. If you're Patrick Mahomes, I think this is a real sneaky big game for your career. Because think about it. Patrick Mahomes has really only had one guy on the other side that's been his kryptonite. It's been Brady. His, his name is Thomas yeah. Edward Patrick Brady. Which Jr. everyone can understand. Now, if Joe Burrow beats him for a not one, not two, not three, yeah. but a fourth time, woof. That's going to be tough to overcome. Yeah, you're kind of flirting with, uh, you know, Brady Manning type stuff. You know, when you yeah. talk about. Great call. When you talk about, okay, just like the, the monkey that was on the back of Peyton Manning for all those years. For all those years, he just, no matter how good they were, no matter how many records he broke, no matter how many MVPs he won, he just couldn't figure out 
Foxborough, and he couldn't figure out Bill. Yep. No, I think that's a real thing. So, and then when you think about, okay, when you add the injury, I do think the injury for Mahomes is important. Really? I do think it is. Well, because I know that you've led us to believe that, well, they'll tape it up, numb it up, see you later, he'll be fine. Yeah, but like best case scenario, I feel like in real time when it happens, you're running, you're playing on adrenaline, your team is rallying around you, and now you've had a week to kind of figure it out, and it ain't getting better in seven days. Oh, no. no Not no, no, a no, chance no. in hell. No. So I just feel like... I mean, listen, if you're if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, you have time to kind of figure it out. Yeah, and I almost feel like Joe Burrow, I don't know. I feel like his give-a-crap level, level is, like, less than Mahomes for some reason. I'll tell you it feels, what it is. It feels, what is it about him where it's like I'll tell you what he it just is. doesn't give a crap? Joe Burrow is the guy from the old commercial, the deodorant commercial, never let him see a sweat. That's Joe Burrow. He looks like his resting heart rate is at 50. He just comes across as that kind of guy where it's like, okay, great, whatever. Whereas, not that Mahomes is some kind of like, you know, scatterbrain nut job or whatever, but I do think that with Joe Burrow, you don't see the grimace. You don't see the frustration. He's kind of, you know, he's he's like Joe same face. I know. It, it is crazy, and I agree with you on that point. When you think about it, so since he's been there, the Cincinnati Bengals have won six postseason games. They, they won six, six posting games in fifty years. I no, was it's just six. Say, yeah, six postseason wins in fifty since they were cre- since whenever the inception, whatever the hell you want to call it. That's insane, and and it's funny because the other aspect of this game goes back to the Cincinnati Bengals and their offensive line missing three of their starters, and even last week they were missing three of their starters, and he was only sacked what once. He was hit twice, and he dropped back thirty-seven times. So it just doesn't matter. And like so, no, he doesn't really care. So what? Okay, well, you don't. We don't have anybody. I'll figure it out. See, he cares. It just doesn't show. No, no, I know he does. It just like the circumstances don't bother him. Hey, wait. Got so it. we're off. We don't have any of these guys. All right. Well, we shouldn't it be. Now nah, we'll, we'll we'll make it work. I'll just get rid of the ball quicker. I'll isolate on this guy. I'll throw this ball into the dirt. Like I will make sure it's fine. You know, I'll lean on Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. They're gonna double him, and T Higgins will get open, or Hayden Hurst will get open. One of those situations. He just. He just says, you know what? Don't worry. I'll make. I'll figure it out. Like that. That is. Like that is what I think about Joe Burrow. And listen, Patrick Mahomes has that also. But it seems like Joe Burrow is starting to kind of catch him. I'll tell you what it is too. I don't know if female football fans gravitated towards Patrick Mahomes the way they do Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's a panty dropper. Just, just be real. The ladies look at him, and if you love football, you're like. That guy. Yeah. He, there's something about he's got him. A, he's got a Tommy Lee and you know, bad boy vibe you, about him. Here's what it is, too. And and I, I need you to really speak on this. Quarterbacks, oh. some are detail-oriented, spastic wackos who, like, I think Brady is like that. Yeah. Detail, oh, yeah. detail. Like, you have to nuts, be. right? But when that guy walks into the huddle... There's a uh, je ne sais quoi about him that other guys react to. I think Patrick Mahomes has some of that, but he has all-world talent. I don't think Joe Burrow is necessarily as talented as Patrick Mahomes. However, he has the moxie in spades. How important is that for a quarterback? Because on a lot of teams, I think... 
Not that you can necessarily go buy it across the board, but whether it's college or pros, when your quarterback enters the room, there's got to be the feel of that's the guy. It's, it, to me, it is the most important thing. It is the most important thing. I always hate it when a, when somebody would call a play and there would be a question mark at the end of the play. What you do know, you mean? For, verbally? Hey, uh, uh, you know, you know the play sheet we had, right? Yep. Uh, zero on slot, uh, you know, uh, X, uh, OPEX, uh, Y, banana? Like, uh, on three? Like, there's this, uh, ready break? Like, they don't know. They're not sure of the play call. It's like, red, right, 38 option? Nice. It was like weird. It was like, dude, I, you don't even, you don't even believe in it. You don't believe in this play. Or you don't, you're, you're looking at me for like validation on two, n- on three, n- on one? On one, ready, break. So, I love Joe Burrow. I think the idea, you're on it too because there is um and I would I would debate the whole not as talented part. He's not as he doesn't have that, that he improvise ability that that Patrick Mahomes does. But and he's got a great arm, but he doesn't have a Mahomes arm. I don't. I mean, do we? I, I don't know if that's true or not. I, I don't think, know. That's, and what if one guy has can throw it ninety yards, the other guy throws it ninety two? Here's the do thing. They, what is the difference? I, I I think the difference is the different uh the different positions their body can be in to throw the ball on a line, and maybe Joe Burrow is just more traditional in that way. I don't see the arm angle changing very much. See, whereas with Mahomes. The shortstop or the outfielder comes out in him. There was a one play that he made against Jacksonville where he was like this, thought about it, dropped it to the side, sort of threw it sideways, big completion in the game on the outstretched defender. Not that Burrow can't, but to me, Burrow's much more of that traditional one, two, three step. I can move around. He's going to throw accurate, but he might not throw it the country mile. Mahomes can make it feels like every throw from almost any body position that he needs to make. No, that's totally fair. And his athleticism, I, just, I think he's a little more athletic than Burrow as well. Yeah, all right. Well, fine. I, I mean, I, I think... I think they're both uh, great. They're, they're, yeah, they're both I'll, great. I'll take them both. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, mean, like, I wouldn't care. Good. But I like... There's something about the bad boy like image that that Joe Burrow kind of emulates it, where it's it, like, God, like, that's the guy... See, Listen, is it bad boy or is well, it? Well, I mean, it is. Hold on, because here's in the way. Sense. Here's the way I view it. Remember Jules Haywood in uh, in Pulp Fiction? Yeah, BMF, right? And the whole wallet, like you ain't taking out. You know that one? To me, that feels like Joe Burrow. The, Joe Burrow is like when he walks in the like he's the cock of the walk, and he'll let you know in different ways. But he's not going to be overly verbose about it. But if you challenge him, he'll bring it to you. A la Jules Haywood in the uh, in the diner. And uh, you're well, almost shooting honey bunny. See, I, I when I look at uh, Joe Burrow, there's a, there's a snarkiness that is similar to Brady. Oh, that's when when I think of like so a narrative that is built up through the week. Okay, okay, and this is for the, lots of Patriots teams, and I feel like uh, you know the Cincinnati Bengals kind of t- have kind of taken on that personality. And one example is the whole hey, listen, you're going to have to you know, uh, play a AFC championship game. All the, the Bills and the and the Chiefs were, were buying tickets to play in that AFC neutral site game oh, in Atlanta. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So they talk about it. They're, you know, everybody, they're all using it as fuel, and they're probably mocking it. And the first opportunity he has, the fir- Tracy Wolfson asked her, him a question after the game, and the first thing he says is like, oh, you better get a refund. That's Brady-esque. Mahomes doesn't do that. 
Joe Burrow is True. snarky. Okay, he, he, there's an under, uh, there's a snarkiness uh, uh, to him when it comes to. I'm not going to come out and just say it, but you, like Brady does it all the time. Like all the time, he would do it. Like uh, all the teams did it. So that's the aspect that I kind of appreciate. Damn it, Jules Winfield, not Jules Haywood. I don't know why I said that. Thank you, Texter. I appreciate yes. that. He just said nerd. Yeah, hashtag yeah, nerd. He did. Hashtag nerd. <laughs> Thank you. That's right. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. No, there definitely is a. There's a different way each guy carries themselves. Which one do you pick? Which one do you go? All Mahomes. Absolutely. Yeah, I, Mahomes I, is looking at his phone. His wife's calling him. He's got to get back early. I can't really hear him because his voice is so squeaky. You know, it's that type of thing. Like Mahomes, you know what Mahomes kind of reminds me of? Ooh. Let me go way back. Let me Uh-oh. go way, way, way back Going on this in the one. way back machine. Okay. Do you remember? This is my kind of stuff. So the only, the, the, you remember Kerry Collins? Oh, yeah. Quarterback at Penn State. I was played, at that dra- Super Bowl that he got smoked in in Tampa against Baltimore. Do you remember when he got, like, arrested? Oh, yeah. And he came out of jail at, like, 5.30 a.m. in the morning. His shirt was, like, buttoned wrong. You know, like, one button is high, and it's, like, it's out of his pants, he and was, he's just smoking a cigar. He's Joe Kane in the program. It was like, yeah, he was <laughs> just he like, was. he's like, what are you looking at? Right. He just rolled out of jail, like, didn't have, give a crap about anything. He was, like, just going to own it. That kind of, like, that he's got a little Kerry Collins mm-hmm. and a mix of Tom Brady. Now I get it. That's kind of what I'm like. This guy's just like, you want to party with this guy. He, he is. You're right. He looks like the guy to where you're like, uh, yeah, he'd be like the life of the party. But if I'm picking one of those two, uh, I'm going I'm going Mahomes in part because there's just so many innate things that he does well that you can't teach. And not that Burrow can see. Here's why I like Burrow. I think both guys have top of the position brains. Yeah, they see it. They anticipate really well. The difference is the ability to kind of read and react. A little bit of that athleticism comes into play. But I'll tell you, uh, Kansas City had better run the ball. I think Cincinnati has a chance in this game, even if Joe Mixon only gets 50 yards. I think Kansas City's got to be balanced. They got to try to get Pacheco going. They got to try to make their run game a factor so that you take some pressure off the quarterback. And this is going to sound crazy, but we've been talking about that ankle injury for a while. Not that you want to New England Patriots shrink the game, but if you're Kansas City, you got to shrink the game a little bit. You need to try to have other people other than Mahomes be the guy completely driving you. It feels like to me with Cincinnati, it's a lot about Burrow and those guys he can throw the ball to. See, I will, with Kansas City, they better have balance. See, I will get into, I'm a sucker for, I wouldn't call it momentum, but just like themes and like what it feels like. I mentioned the fact that the Cincinnati Bengals have won 10 games in a row and it easily feels to me that their defense, nobody really talks about their defense, but it's underrated. They've been playing great, holding teams to under 20, 20 points a game in that 10-game stretch. Offense does enough, or if they're if they're up against it and they need to make two, two free throws, they make them. Mm-hmm. Like, if you put them in a position, if you give them an opportunity, they feel like they have a tendency to, to just, I don't know, get out of jams. I don't know, there's something uncanny about this team that um, just makes me a believer that it makes me feel like Kansas City 
like could be the whole like you know the new Manning Brady like I can't get over this hump I cannot get so there's something about the Cincinnati Bengals that even if I'm playing them at home even it's gonna be cold again it's gonna snow again oh yeah it's gonna okay be gross. so it's, it's yeah. gonna be nasty and I would say hell but I mean, it's like Cincinnati just won a game on the road in Buffalo with a bunch of snow it doesn't where, affect them where they held them to ten points which was the lowest Buffalo output since like December I think of twenty one. I mean, they did a good job with that. Hey, we got some picks to make. I know we didn't talk about the NFC title game, but oh well. We'll get. I'm sure somebody will be throwing D batteries in Philly, and we'll have a reason to talk about them. Uh, Three o'clock, 49ers at the Eagles. Eagles are two and a half point favorites. Where are you going on the NFC side, Foyer? And is there a prop that has caught your eye? Well, okay, I'm going to take the Eagles. I think I'm going to take the Eagles, okay? And the prop that I like that I like is AJ Brown. I think receiving yards is what 70 and a half. 70 and a half at the last check. Go over. Woo! Go over. Really? Um god, what did he have? 22 yards or something like that last week. He what they ran the ball like crazy. Cuz Philadelphia Eagles did. They always Jalen do. Jalen Hurts ran it like crazy. Uh they listen, they have a the one thing about the 49ers, the number one as far as stats go, the number one rush defense in the league, where they're where they're vulnerable is pass is like the secondary. Yep, that's where they're vulnerable. You look at AJ Brown over like a thousand yards receiving. He's going to get his. He's going to have to get his because they're going to sit there and go. The one thing we're not going to let them beat us on is running the football. There will be opportunities for AJ Brown to make plays. Interesting. That's what I would take the over in that. Feel pretty comfortable about it. How about you? Philly's got to run on early downs too, and and then work in this play action on early downs, so they're not as predictable against the defense as good as the Niners. You got to slow that pass rush. Uh, look, I think this is where the 49ers go poof in part because of the quarterback. If Jimmy Garoppolo's playing this game, I'm picking the 49ers. It's Brock Purdy. I got to go with the Philadelphia Eagles to win this one. Landman, where do you land on this? Give me the Eagles covering easily. Uh, woo! Covering easily. easily. Big prediction by That's Billy there. A touchdown. That, no, but still. But, yeah, okay. Easily, I thought it would have been double digits for the easily, but I got it. Terp, where you at? I'm with you guys. This is the end of the Brock Purdy magic. I yeah. the Eagles. I hate to say Did it. you know he was the last pick in the draft? Oh, Just my God. I didn't hear that, that actually. Can there. you imagine? I mean, what is that? Wait, what? What is that pregame going <laughs> to yeah. be like on uh, the whole? It'll be long. Oh, we're going to learn about every. We're going to learn everything Purdy uh, before that game. All right, and then at 630, the AFC title game, Cincinnati at Kansas City. Uh, look, I was Kansas City, San Francisco at the beginning of the year in terms of the Super Bowl. I'd love to pick San Fran, as I mentioned, but I can't. Still got to go Kansas City. Big spot, even though Mahomes is hurt. I'm not saying Cincinnati's going to go poof per se, but this might come down to who's got it last wins. I know Kansas City, Harrison Butker has been a little up and down. That's my one worry. If it comes down to a kick, that guy has been at times this year. I'm just going to make it. Still, I'm, I'm going gonna make, KC. I'm going to make it quick and easy. I'm going to take Cincy. I did not believe. I thought that they were extremely fortunate, and it seemed like really lucky all the situations that they got themselves out of. And I couldn't believe that they actually this time similar situation. It's a couple opportunities, but I think they're just a solid team, and they're 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 and they're they peak they peaked at the perfect time when it comes to opportunities in the playoffs especially in the AFC Championship game. I'm going to take Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow. Billy! All right, I won't use the term easily, but I'm taking the Chiefs. All right, there we go. Terp? Give me the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes sought the advice of Thomas Edward Patrick Brady this week. So Did he really? That's, yes, he sought advice from Tom Brady, so give me the Chiefs. Hey, mm. can your witch doctor fix my ankle? Yeah. Hey, my ankle isn't pliable. Do you think he can help me? 
Put them on a chartered flight. Send them out there. Hey, they got the money to do it. You know, I'm sure uh, Jackson Mahomes would pick up old, uh, what's his name there, Alex Guerrero at the airport. That'd be something. Imagine that car ride. I was going to say, what is that conversation like? What kind of music are they listening to? Uh, Are you done for the weekend? With a big announcement from me next. WEEI, WEEI, New England Sports Original. You're listening to Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Now, it's time for... Are you done? Are, are you done? Are you done? Are you done? You done, right? You done, right? Are you done? Are you done? On Crash and Fourier. Oh, we're almost done, but it is time for Are You Done? It is sponsored by Unified Office and their revenue-producing restaurant phone technology. Ooh. Billy Lanny, are you done? I am done. I don't remember when I had this story for Are You Done, but we do have an update to the DNA check on the uh, treats left behind for Santa Claus and the reindeer. What do we have? Oh, wait, wait. So this is the story of the little girl. The little that girl sent the like, letter to the police station. That's right. Sent so a sample of the cookies and the carrots to the police station. Please get the DNA on this so we can find out if Santa is real. We have the report from the Rhode Island Department of Health. Well. Are we going to read it or hear yeah, it? No, we got it. Yeah, just give me the heads up. It says it was not able to, quote, definitively confirm <laughs> or refute the presence of Santa Claus. Well, the department tweeted out that we all agree something magical may be at play. Uh, the department said the good news is that the lab did find presence of DNA closely matching Rangifer tarandus, huh? also known as a reindeer. Oh, my God. By oh, testing man. the carrots. Oh, that is fabulous. So they cannot confirm or deny uh, Santa Claus, but they have a pretty good uh, DNA uh, presence. Uh, that the reindeer that. did, in That's fact, impressive. eat the carrots. That's impressive. Good for them. So, Ro- so Rhode Island taxpayers' money being expense. well putting putting well, <laughs> well to putting put to work well. I mean, uh, it's it's unbelievable down there. It's if you're Lord. the little girl, you're probably still left with now. I still don't have any answers. Yeah, she feels good about the reindeer part of it. Oh, okay. But it's the uh, you know can't confirm or refute the presence of cannot Santa. confirm or deny these reports. Correct. Okay. But nice. I think I think I think the 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 reindeer pot has got to put some little pep in her step, okay. right? Yeah, you, it, you know what it is. It, it keeps I, her believing exactly, and that's all you try. All to that do. matters. Keep the magic alive. I'm are, done. Are you done? Are you done? Are you done, Terp? I'm not. Real quick, a follow up on yesterday's story about the DoorDash driver. We have an, uh, a statement from the Duquesne University Athletic <laughs> Department. Quote, this was a prank planned in advance done for internet exposure. We determined that the individual was wearing a mic while someone filmed him as he walked onto the court during active play. While the incident may have seemed funny at the time and no harm was done, we are mindful that incidents like this can put players and officials at risk. Uh, What are we doing here? Like, seriously, you know what? You can't trust anything. Nothing anymore. Nothing's genuine. Oh, that car crash? Oh, yeah, it was planned. There's some dill hole in a uh, bush filming it to make sure that uh, everybody can see uh, the carnage. Well, this one wasn't very tough. Like, the guy's trying not to smile as he's walking on the court. And in, how did he get in with the food? We asked all the questions yesterday. But, I mean, this this one was easy. I'm he down with that. There. I, I, am, I, am, I am good. I'm down with a good prank. Uh, you probably hate pranks. No, no, no. You probably hate when no, somebody. No, no, no. It's more of the, like, none of these are organic. Everything that goes down that we might think would be funny, we have to be like, Oh, it's just somebody playing a prank or whatever. Well, it's, playing it's, internet. No, no, it's less about like it, it's, the pranks aren't the important part. What's important is 
your, you know, who's watching it? Like, how do you get like the social media presence, right? Like, look, how, so I did something creative and nobody's ever done it before. Yeah, right. And then the announcers, uh, and they got caught up in it also. Um, and you know what? If I took my pants off and ran butt ass naked around this good. studio, we that'd get, get some clicks. Likes. Oh, yeah, it'd we, be great. We'd have we, to censor it for Twitch. Right, though. but why would I be doing it? They'd be, oh, what are you doing? It's just. Well, it's that's so it. It's the played. why. Instead of like doing it right. just for, listen, I want to like, you know, make people oh, laugh. Oh, this would be funny. I want to make sure I can put it up on my webpage and it's just whatever. Listen, Pandering I Pandering for likes. Ah, listen, I, I actually, I kind of appreciate the, right. uh, the attempt. You it's know, like, it was good. It's like Instagram boobs. You're just looking for clicks. Are you done? Are, are you done? Are you done? I'm done. Foyer, are you done? I actually am because I feel like you have, uh, you know, I have something important to say. So well, I don't want to take up any time. So I feel I, like, I'm terp, I feel like I am done. Play are again. you done? Are, are you done? Are you done? I am done. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm on. done. Yeah, that, we should add that to it, by the way. And I am done this Sunday on CBS Sports Radio. I am killing my creation. The Gress Show goes poof on CBS Sports Radio after this Sunday night. Something had to give. <laughs> God. So uh, you can't. So was it the family, fact that I started working with no, you? No, no, no. That's, that's what it was, right? It, it, it's family. It's old. This was a rough football season. Everybody knows I do three hours on Sunday from 10 to 1, and then it's all my TV stuff, and then it's 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. at night. I'll tell you what did it for me. Last weekend, I woke up at like 10 a.m. And the first thing I thought of was, I got to be on air in 12 hours. There's no way to go through a Sunday. I've been on national radio for the better parts of in and out 12 years. And this run is seven. And Spike Epskin and David Marinick and all the people down in New York at CBS Sports Radio have been great to me. At various points in time, I've talked to them about going down there to work full time and was this close at one point in my career. But no, I've been doing that weekend show for a long time. The people at CBS have been great. I'm still in the family. No one's mad at me. Like, they get it. I talked to them, you know, uh, early this week, and they were like, great. So I wanted to be off this Sunday. They were like, listen, it's championship games. Give give your people that listen a chance to sort of say goodbye. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I'm grinding out one more Sunday. That'll be this Sunday. You'll be able to hear the last uh, Gresh show on CBS Sports Radio uh, through WEEI after the conference championship game. So you figure you tune in about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. On this station? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, hey, it's so on, right it's here. On, it's on 270 stations. So at 10 I'm walking at 10 away from that like at, an idiot. At 10 p.m. Sunday night. At, well, after the Westwood One coverage of the championship okay, game. Okay, and I know people we got can those. call in. People have for seven years. No, no, so I want to make sure. Oh, because people, well, what, do, I get, do I have to tell them to be on alert for you? What do you mean? Why, why would I? I'm going to be in bed. You were on I'm that be, show why, with me. What are you trying to say? Like, I will be in bed. I will promise. I promise I will not prank your show. I promise I will not call in and act like I'm somebody else. I do have a call screener. To, I get to see it. You think, you're, see you think your call screener is pretty good? No, no, no. I see the numbers that what call. What if your number's blocked? You're not. That He's gonna smart. have the most generic <laughs> name. What's this, this, what if your What if your number is blocked? And we have guys that call up all the time. The one time he goes by Chris. That's right. No, never. <laughs> the one time that'd never. be great. Good pullback, Billy. So there you go. So the right, uh, the Gresh show goes poof. I'll be listening as of uh, this Sunday night. And Lord knows I need the break. And I thank uh, the, all the guys at CBS Sports Radio. It's been a, a hell of a run. That is it for us. We will see you on Monday at 10 a.m. Terp and Billy produced it. If something went wrong, blame them. Mego. 
Hart and Fitzy are next. 10 a.m. Don't be late. We'll have so much to talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. <laughs>